Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Send the tweets. Send the hate. At Ken Carmen. C-A-R-M-A-N. I know I'm going to get it from Pittsburgh this morning because I, I keep And I know we love to tear them down and build them back up. But the story of redemption and the other utter BS that you're willing to listen to blows my mind. Today or this week, they had the OTAs and voluntary OTAs, and Ben Roethlisberger has shown up trying to take his crown back of the AFC North. Ben Roethlisberger is back and better than ever as the Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to regain their crown and head to the next Super Bowl. I already lost count. I think it's 54. And he went on TV, and he went on KDKA, and he explained his side of it when it came to Antonio Brown. He, ta- he told his tale, and now he had no idea that Antonio felt this way. He had no clue, and then after practice, he was asked about it in a media scrum, and this is what Ben had to say about the matter. It's hard to process it um, because I never knew anything. Um, the last time we spoke was on Thursday before the last game. We hugged. We, we, had a, we had a great talk. Everything was good, and so I knew nothing, so it, it was hard for me. Uh, to know anything, and, and then I heard from a third party that there were issues, so I reached out to him many times, sent him texts, sent him calls, um, and this is all before the, the, the season was over, and um, never heard back, and so I could never really find out what was going on, so for me, that's why it was so confusing, I, I didn't know where it came from, I mean, the week before was the Saints game, right, I mean, he, <laughs> he had an unbelievable game, so uh, I never really saw any of it coming, um, I would have loved to have had the chance to talk to him, and that's why I said yesterday, whatever I... Uh, whatever I did to offend him, I apologize for it. I, I tried to do that in person and talk to him, but he just wouldn't allow me to. If you believe that, you're either a hardcore Steelers fan, and that's fine, or you're an idiot, which isn't. That, that's the only two ways you can believe such matters. If you believe those statements, oh, I had no idea. I had, I had no idea I upset AB. I, I had no clue. I called him out in the media. And said that I could call him out and said that it was perfectly fine to call out my, my wide receiving core in the media. I, I called out another Hall of Famer right there. And then I doubled down and said, I'm, I'm given that right to do so. I have the right to call out my wide receivers. He, he's more than free to do so. But, oh, I had, I, folks, I had no idea. I had no clue. 
And I already know how this is going to go because immediately and, – and Steeler fans have the right, and they should, defend their football team because they're moving on to 2019. This is the first that really Ben Roethlisberger's had to say about it. And I hear Ben Roethlisberger's side. I just don't believe it. And let me tell you why. And, and, and part of the reason that people are using is the behavior of Antonio Brown. Separate that for a moment. I'm, I'm serious. Separate the behavior for just a second because it, it gets intertwined here. But separate it for a moment because some of the things he did were things he did just to get rid of himself of Pittsburgh. To get out of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Some of the things that he did. He also did some stupid things with Juju Smith-Schuster, which all Juju Smith-Schuster did was to look up to him and to try to get some tips from, again, a future Hall of Famer and Juju Smith-Schuster in his own right, trying to be a top-end all-pro wide receiver in his first right. I thought that that was a terrible look by Antonio Brown. I'm not saying Antonio Brown is completely innocent, totally blameless of any of this garbage. That's not the point of what I'm trying to make here. But when Antonio Brown fires back at the Steelers after he's been traded to the Oakland Raiders when he says what he says on social media about Big Ben and the Steelers, and he even did it this week. Can we not draw a line somewhere that he's a wide receiver? And if you let a wide receiver who can have a great impact, can be a big, big piece of your football team, that's absolutely true, but really, for the most part, is an ancillary figure to you. He's just a a helping piece. He should not. Wide receivers really shouldn't be leaders. There's a couple of guys who are. Larry Fitzgerald is a leadership type of guy. Jerry Rice was that type of guy. But they're really few and far between. Most of them, they don't have the talent that Antonio Brown does, but they seem to act more towards Antonio Brown. And when you let Antonio Brown get in the way of what you're trying to do, you still lose. And you can take the narrative all you want now that we bring Antonio Brown and his behavior back into it. You can... You can take the narrative and twist it all you want and say that Antonio Brown was the problem. We've ridden Antonio Brown. Now we're better. We're better without an 1,100-yard guaranteed wide receiver every single year. We're better without an all-pro guy in his prime. We're better without that guy. We're better without another guy on the other side from Juju Smith-Schuster to take away any of the parts of a seven-man defensive secondary away from that guy. We're better than that. And you can go ahead and believe it. You can But I'll tell you, you're wrong. Antonio Brown's not better off. Oakland is not going to be good this year, more than likely. Antonio Brown still has his money. He'll still put up his numbers. He might still be a me guy. It's not a defense of Antonio Brown. It's more of an assault on you is what I'm trying to prove here. Because when you do all this during the offseason, where you have your fan base, which is a good, strong fan base, so I know they hate to hear me tell them the truth right now. But you have a fan base that wants the head coach fired, maybe even wanted the general manager fired, certainly wanted big changes, had to deal with this ridiculousness while they were a team that wasn't just picked to win the AFC North, was picked to go to a Super Bowl by plenty of people. And when you fail to make the playoffs, it's going to look at a worst-case scenario. When you have other teams in the division now in Baltimore and maybe Cleveland, and maybe who knows what's going on in Cincinnati, but I'll leave it at Baltimore and maybe Cleveland, who are nipping at your heels, then all of a sudden it starts to turn the tide. And so you put your team through this, or you put your fan base through this. And now here you are, the bright sunshine as we begin summer, OTAs, and we see a new Ben Roethlisberger. And things are going to be different. And there's so many guys right now, if they haven't turned me off, Steelers fans, there's so many Steelers fans who... If they're still listening, 
are cussing me up one side and down the other. Ken, you're wrong. You have no clue what you're talking about. You've lived under a rock. How can you get your own head that far up your own ass to not understand what Ben Roethlisberger, our guy, has had to deal with? Okay, all right. That's that's perfectly fair and understood. You're telling me that he's going to be better without talent. You're telling me he's going to be better because the talent comes with distraction. And now Ben Roethlisberger's back, and he's better than ever. He's looking svelte. He's looking trim. He's looking heroic as he goes back in there like a CEO. He's officially the face of the franchise as he stands in there in his late 30s answering questions, a leader again in OTAs. Okay, where was he at last year? Hello? Where was he at the year before? Where was he at when times got tough last year while you were struggling to try to make the playoffs and during a game that you could have made the playoffs when you lost all credibility and all sorts of your wits about you when Mike Tomlin made a booberish move in the game against the New Orleans Saints? Where were you at then? Because things were good when you beat New England. I got it. I, I Totally true. But then you go on and you lose like that and things change. So I get it. You almost got there. But the expectations for you are different. And I'm going to be told that things are better with Ben Roethlisberger. Things are going to be so much better. And you know what? You might be right. But my question is, if Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers go out and they excel this year, because it's still a talented roster. It's still a decent front seven. The secondary is always going to have questions. Hopefully they've addressed that. Devin Bush will probably play and start as a rookie and probably play very well. He's a very fine linebacker. And the offensive line should be back. You do have leadership across that offensive line. And now Ben Roethlisberger, one of the most talented quarterbacks of this generation, is now motivated. But even if you do well, and you should do well, you should compete still. Last year should be a one-off and a difference. You should compete. My question is, where was it a couple years ago? Where was it the year before? Where was it when you were getting ready to host the Jacksonville Jaguars at home when it was the coldest game in Heinz Field history and it was supposed to be on your side? I know, you can blame it on Todd Haley. Todd Haley's an easy guy to blame. You can blame it on Mike Tomlin. Tom, Mike Tomlin's an easy guy to blame. You can blame it on AB. AB no longer, is no longer there. It's an easy guy to blame. Fan bases love to talk trash about a guy on the way out, and it's the same thing with Le'Veon Bell. You can go ahead and blame him. Fine, that's 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 all perfectly well and good. But if the Steelers return to glory, my question is, hey, great, you win. You got it done. You win over A.B., and, and, and my argument will change and everybody else. And I'll have to, I guess, eat some crow. Okay. But if you do return to glory, my question is, where has it been all this time with Ben Roethlisberger? Maybe a little bit more motivation back then when he did have Antonio Brown could have went a little bit further. Maybe not talking about how he was thinking about retiring every single off season might have went a little bit further. Maybe the problems that he had and the drama that he created, why they drafted Josh Dobbs and why they drafted Mason Rudolph to possibly supplant him if things go bad, maybe that could, that could have went in a different direction and they could have drafted somebody else that could actually help him because of the distraction. Oh, my God, not Ben. Yes, the distraction that Ben caused. You look at Ben Roethlisberger, and I, I, I don't think I'm crazy saying this, even though some folks will. Ben Roethlisberger is a six six monster. Got some of the best arm talent we've ever seen. Physically, he's a freak, can run, can move. Well, could run and move when he first got into the league. Now, yes, uh, he has had a couple of banged-up injuries, things like that. 
But you look at him physically, and you look at what he can provide physically, the hits that he can absorb. Physically, he should be better than Tom Brady. Physically, and if he had the dedication that Tom Brady did, I think it's fair to say that he could take away Super Bowls from Tom Brady and have possibly even more Super Bowls than Tom Brady had he had been playing at his 100% mental level of what he could have played. You look at both their physical nature just coming out. That's why Tom Brady is such an incredible story of success. Yeah, I know, deflated footballs and the whole thing. Stop. That's why Tom Brady is such an incredible story of success. Because if there was a picture of Ben Roethlisberger at the NFL Combine, that looks like an NFL quarterback. Hell, that looks like a franchise quarterback. That looks like a guy who's who's supposed to be a Hall of Famer. And that's why we've had questions since the day he was drafted. How did other teams in the draft pass up on this guy? You look at Tom Brady in the NFL Combine and his photo, which is famous now, he looks like a kid you played high school football with who is only on the team because his dad made him. And I'm supposed to get this motivation. It's motivating to run your your best receiver off the field, off your football team. It's motivating to lose guaranteed 1,100 yards every year. It's, it's, It's motivating to lose that type of thing. It's motivating to to force Juju Smith-Schuster into a number one role above everything else. It's motivating to put other guys up in a different position. Yeah, I know, next man up that whole thing. It's motivating to have to answer these questions and all of a sudden show up to OTAs and cover it all up like you're the great big leader of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's motivation. Do we know what motivation is? Because for a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, who's been in the league since what, 2004, Tom? I think 2004. For a guy who's been in, in, in the league for 15 years, greatness, overall greatness, and being the greatest should be his motivation. Tom Brady and the scorekeeping should be his motivation. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes coming for his crown. Baker Mayfield and tough talk and Lamar Jackson and the different types of football that he plays. That should be motivation. Keeping the young guys, keeping the young guys back, making them know their place in the NFL, trying to beat the legends of the league with him and Tom Brady and the aforementioned Drew Brees. That should be motivation. Motivation should be maximizing success and trying to hold down the fort because there is going to be distractions. There is going to be guys like Antonio Brown who is just like the rest of the other supremely talented wide receivers. Eventually, you want to get yours, and eventually, yes, there's going to be problems. That's why we hold Larry Fitzgerald in such high regard because guys like Antonio Brown, with their behavior, we're used to talking about that. And you should have been used to dealing with something like that. And ultimately, it's not 84's problem that your team looked like a dysfunctional mess at the end of last season. It's not 84's fault. It's ultimately not his fault that your team was questioned going into this year. It shouldn't be 84's fault why your head coach, why your fans were calling into your sports talk radio station wanting him fired. That's on you, number seven. And you're telling me you're motivated. You look like a kid who got caught doing something wrong and is now on his quote-unquote best behavior. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up a little bit later on, I tried to do the math. Uh, I... Tom, I didn't, send, I didn't send Tom the sheets, but I tried to do the math about Tom Brady. 
because it was always, well, Tom Brady takes less money because he has more people around him. And I'm going, ah, you know, I don't know that. And then I looked at everything and I went, oh, my God, look at all these pro bowlers that he has around him. Look at all these all pro guys that he has around him. I, it is shocking. But then I look at some of the contracts that have been signed since Russell Wilson is there. The Patriots still going to deal with Tom Brady. It, it's unbelievable. Everything that's said, it just it still works out. 855-2124-CBS. David Bakhtiari is going to join us at 11 a.m. Eastern. You might have seen him at the Milwaukee Bucks game with the Toronto Raptors because he did not one, not two, but three chugs. And one of the questions I got to ask him, who gave him the third beer? I don't think they let you leave the concession stand with more than two. It's usual concession rules that it, 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 especially if it's like a dollar beer day or something like that, you only get two. I don't think you can leave there with more than two. So somebody somewhere did good work on him. Also, I want to know if, if anybody's ever spelled his last name wrong on the back of his jersey. Also, we are going to game six tonight, Toronto, Milwaukee, coming up at 12.40 p.m. Eastern. Sherman Hamilton going to join us. Raptors TV color analyst, Olympian. Yes, we have to ask him whether or not he thinks Kawhi Leonard's going to stay. He probably says yes. There are people who are offering Kawhi Leonard their penthouses in Toronto. Free rent, free room, free board. Obviously room. Free room, free board if he signs a long-term contract. So then he doesn't even have to pay for lodging for his own house if he were to sign long-term in Toronto, 855-2124-CBS. You know, I'm not trying to be mean-spirited and beat up Ben Roethlisberger. I'm looking for the truth. And I just, when I hear about motivation, oh, you're motivated now. Where was your motivation before? Tom Brady, I just spoke about Tom Brady. Tom Brady should give plenty of motivation for you. Keeping young quarterbacks down, like Patrick Mahomes is a guy who's who's an MVP, going for a Super Bowl this year. Has some adversity, has some motivation. We don't know what his pieces are going to be right now. Through 50 touchdowns last year. That guy should be motivation. Beating him, getting to the playoffs, winning in the playoffs, winning Super Bowl should be motivation. It really, Antonio Brown's going to be your, your driving force? That's what brought you back to OTAs as the franchise quarterback and the leader of that football team. That's what brought you back to OTAs. Okay. And I will get that argument. I guaranteed it. Well, Ken, Tom Brady hasn't gone to OTAs in a couple of years. Okay, well, when you get six Super Bowls, you go ahead and give Tom a call. And we can make that argument. When you play at the highest level and you play in the Super Bowl every year, it tends to shut people up. Your method tends to work. And I think Alex Guerrero, that guy kind of scares me. His method seems to work. Your method, 9-6-1 and and out of the playoffs, disappointing losses to Jacksonville in the postseason at home in cold weather. Then not going to OTAs? Yeah, that's going to cause some question marks to be thrown your way. 855-2124-CBS. Let me get to James in South Carolina. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. Uh, big wrestling fan. Love, love Nate. Uh, of course, now I'm a big Charlotte Flair fan. Uh, she's going to be just like her dad, and she looks a whole lot better. But the, re- but the, reason, why, the reason why I called was uh, I'm a diehard Steeler. I knew Donnie Shell back in the days of uh, Bradshaw and those guys, and I know if I could talk to him now, he would say that um, Mr. Rooney would have never put up with that mess. Now, I don't know I don't know if there's still a Rooney like one of his sons or whatever that's still running it, but, uh, you know, Le'Veon, Brown, uh, Roethlisberger, all of them are acting like divas, and they need to they need to stop it. And Tomlin, 
he's to blame too because he's letting them get away with it. And ultimately, uh, in a situation like that, I have to blame management because uh, Mr. Rooney, the head man, he didn't he didn't let uh, Chuck Noll act like that, and he didn't let the Cower act like that. And he had those guys there to make sure that their team didn't act like that. Well, I'll tell I'm, you I'm this, sure, James. I'm sure I'm sure Franco, Lambert, Ham, all those guys didn't always get along with everything, but that but that unit, they all worked well together and, and upper management has to take back over this team. You're right, and I think a lot of fans probably feel your way. James, thank you for the call. But this is pre-free agency. I wonder what Franco and Rocky well, Rocky Blyer is basically just all-American in every single possible way you can think of, and I wouldn't necessarily put that thought by him. But you have to wonder what, what the front four of that defense of the Steel Curtain, what Jack Lambert might have thought, what Franco Harris might have thought, what Mel Blount might have thought, had there be free agency and there was a salary cap and you could move on and get more money in other places. I wonder what they would have thought in, in 2019 NFL football. I don't use that against them. I don't want to use that against them because they're they're held up to that high standard because of that. But because of the way the NFL was, it's probably a little bit easier. Basically, it's probably a little bit easier to fall in line with the team aspect than whether it was to fall in line with where you're at. I think right now, and I'm going to bring this up with the voluntary OTA stuff coming up next. I think right now we are in a place where players or are more suspect of their organizations are more suspect of the NFL than we've ever seen in quite some time, and that includes strike years. I think guys are saying it right now, and if they had any sort of a you-know-what the piss in, I think that they would look at it and think, well, my God, I think you have to look at this in this situation and think that they would go in a different direction and try to do something where they could hold out as long as they possibly could. That's what they would try to do. But with when you're bringing up the ownership... I think it's kind of weird, James. I think it's kind of odd that for the first time, really, in my adult life, there's questions of the Steelers and whether or not they should let guys go. And I still look at that organization, and I know what I just said about Ben Roethlisberger, and a lot of it's true, but I'll look at it in this way and I'll say, I still hold that organization with the with that ownership and with the Rooney family in, in reverence. I still hold them in a very high regard with a lot of respect. And when they wait to fire Tomlin or when they wait or pull back and, and it's it's making Steeler fans rip out their hair because you want to blame somebody and you want to remove that guy from that situation. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers fall back on, we did this three or four times with Bill Cowher during his career and we still got to the mountaintop. You did this with Chuck Knoll a couple of times during his career. They got to the mountaintop plenty there. You're doing this with Mike Tomlin. I look around myself, I see Cleveland, who has who is still not out of the woods yet. Things are looking good, but not out of the woods yet. Cleveland has fired how many different guys? The Jets have fired how many different guys? Teams all over fire guys every other year. And they still wish they had the stability. They still wish they had the, org- the organization that the Pittsburgh Steelers do. So it's a very scary thing, and it shouldn't be taken lightly, and I will respect the Steelers for doing that, and I will respect the Rooney's for doing that. My questions today are are really about Ben Roethlisberger. But I got plenty of people who want to talk about Tomlin. We'll get to Tomlin when we come back. 855 cbs We'll get to those calls. And also, all they do is make your product look bad. 
Just get rid of voluntary OTA. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. David Bakhtiari in just over 20 minutes. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. At CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, it's brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. You switch to GEICO. You go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. If you're mad at me and you want a way that you can get me in the end, go to GEICO because I guarantee you're going to save money on your insurance. I don't have GEICO. I can't get out of my insurance salesman policy because the guy who is our insurance agent went to high school with my wife and her brother-in-law, and it's a family thing where he's the insurance agent for them and their entire family, and I can't get out of his grip. So do me a favor. Go to Geico.com. Live for me because I can't. 855-2124-CBS. I'll get back to the phones here before I get off. the Because the NFL, you're just making your product look bad. Get rid of them. You pay them to stay in shape, get rid of them. More on that here in a moment. Let me get to Daryl in Minneapolis. Wants to talk about the Steelers. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. Great show. Um, I, the last call that I called in pretty much stole my thunder because when Cowher was running the show, um, he really didn't give any players. I mean, he had captains, you know, Heinz Ward and stuff like that, but he really didn't give that many players that much rope. And to me, Tomlin has given Roethlisberger way too much rope. And uh, all this stuff going on in the locker room. And to your point, you know, with the salaries, the players have a lot of control now, just like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a no-win situation, you know. Catch-22, you do, you do, you don't, you don't. If you sit players down, the fans are going to be upset. I mean, if you sit, if you sit Roethlisberger down for a week for, for spouting off in the media, it hurts yeah. the team because they'll probably go out and lose the next week. And... Um, you know, just like you said, you can't blame Le'Veon Bell, but it all points to Tomlin and the quarterback because all of a sudden Le'Veon sits out for the year and A.B. is gone. So, it, you know, it, it's, it's the players. I don't know who's, who's to blame. I don't know if it's the Players Association, Roger DeGale. Roger well, well Daryl, let me ask you this. Daryl, stay with me. Stay with me for a second, Daryl. Um, you mentioned Heinz Ward and some of those guys. Those guys were basically on that team when, when he got there. Now that those guys are gone and Ben Roethlisberger has been the leader in his own right, do you agree or disagree that that has had an effect on the Steelers where those guys were already a good football team with some talent, they were on their way, and then Ben Roethlisberger joins them, and that was probably the best thing for Ben Roethlisberger and the best thing for the Steelers because then he wasn't asked to be a leader right off the rip. They already had guys across the offensive line, defense, Heinz Ward, who were already their leaders on that football team. Yeah, I agree with you. So, so what it all boils down to, Ken, mm-hmm. it just got to it. It got it, it just got to his head. Then it, it, it became too big, and he just he's just mishandled the situation over the last couple of years, and that's and that's why he just, you know, Heinz Ward pretty much paved the way, and and he should have just reached out to Heinz maybe just to see, hey, what am I doing wrong? What can I do better to be a to be a leader the way you led this team when I was a young player coming into the league. Yep. So I think it's just gotten to his head, man. And um, but you know, like I said, you know, the uh, the management thing is a little bit too far from the other caller. I mean, it all it all goes down to that locker room. What what happens in that locker room has got to stay in that locker room, you know. Um, and and that's it's pretty much an in house situation, man. Yeah, so. Daryl. Thank and I and I agree. And I thank you very much for the call. I think that his his response. And Joey Porter said it on what Total Access yesterday. Ben Roethlisberger has his power. He uses it for himself. His apology is too little too late. 
when you go out there in the media and you criticize, it's it's not just this isn't Tom Brady and now Julian Edelman's been broke off some money, so don't take this the wrong way. But for the most part, Patriots wide receivers fit into the system. They fit into what Tom Brady wants out of them, what Bill Belichick wants out of them. When they don't, bye bye. Tom Brady can come out and say those sort of things if he really wants to. When you're dealing with Antonio Brown, who is obviously a very proud man and obviously one of the best in the business, if not the best in the business, let's just, let's just say what it is. When you say these things and you've been questioned in your own right as a leader and then you double down on those comments, which you did last year, that's not going to sit well. And for a guy like Mike Tomlin, when we're looking at Mike Tomlin, ultimately the head coach is a guy who's going to be blamed. I, I can't leave him blameless. But I think more and more, especially in this situation and with the NFL, I think more head coaches are more like NBA head coaches where basically you're a professional fall guy. If things don't go well, we're going to blame you, and away you go, and we'll bring somebody in until they find the right players and the right talent to make that mix. Guys like Bill Belichick, they're legends for that reason because they can wield that power and they know how to use it the correct way. And even Bill Belichick's made a mistake or two in his past. Sean Sean McVay might be on that way. Sean Payton, as much as I criticize him for the reaction to the blown call or non-call, Sean Payton is one of the best in the business. And can do it that way. Has an understanding with the quarterback. Has an understanding with his staff. And obviously has an understanding with the rest of the team. But for Mike Tomlin, who's beholden to his talent, and the talent knows that, he's put in a very difficult spot. He's basically put in an AFC version of Jason Garrett. Both fan bases are upset with their head coach. Both fan bases think that they could do better with a different head coach. Both ownerships won't let that head coach go. Jason Garrett, I think it's a much more manipulative situation than what you have with the Roonies, but they're both in that same category. Where you are beholden to your talent, you're not the most powerful type of person. We don't hold you in the highest regards of NFL head coaches, even though Mike Tomlin's won a Super Bowl. We don't hold you in that upper echelon. We blame you. You're the person who needs to go. There's only so many guys that you can call legends in this league. There's so many guys that you think have that type of power within their organization. 855-2124-CBS. Diane in Pennsylvania, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yes, hi. 50-year-plus Cowboy fan, and I can say I've seen the Steelers in person play in playoff games and, of course, playing against the Cowboys in Super Bowls. You wouldn't have this years ago because coaches were in charge of the ship. Personally, anything, any disagreements should be in-house. I think most great players agree with that. But you have players now that are making more money, I'm sorry, than some coaches. And unfortunately, you can't appease everybody as a coach. You really can't. You're going to have different people on teams for years. You know, Roger Staubach wrote a book years ago, Time Enough to Win. He didn't, he was a great, oh, my salute, incidentally, to all military that have served their country, men and women, including my husband, retired Army on this weekend. Rogers, the great Roger Staubach wrote a book that he didn't always listen to the coach. He audibled at the uh, line of scrimmage. Uh, luckily, it always worked, seemed to work out for Roger. He was great. But he didn't always agree with Tom Landry. There were great coaches, have been, and I do respect the present coach. But he's a player's coach. And sometimes players' coaches just are trying to appease all the pieces, 
And unfortunately, there are different personalities on the team, and you've got chaos. I honestly believe this coach is a very good coach, but you've got a lot of bratty players that I think the gentleman, I don't know where he was from, he sounded like from Virginia, West Virginia, wherever, he alluded to the fact that you wouldn't have this years ago, and sorry, I hate to say it, I'm uh, not uh, just a baby boomer uh, looking down on the millennials, but you would have more respect for the coach. Oh, I agree. No, Diane, Diane, I totally agree. And, 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 and thank you very much for the call. I totally agree. I totally agree. It, it was a different era. And, and we look at guys and we wonder why it is this way anymore. Well, obviously, money gets involved, and I have no problem with them making money. I don't want to be the guy who sits there and blames God. Well, they make too much money these days. That's just a jealousy factor sometimes. But, yeah, there's a reason we do this in, in the NFL more than we've ever done in the past. We look at guys. They're the problem. You bring up some of the legendary names right now. I brought up Belichick. I think you can make an argument for Sean Payton and how good he is. Not against Belichick, but but make an argument for Sean Payton. There's a couple of other guys. Andy Reid is looked on as a wonderful head coach. He's never won a Super Bowl, but looked on as one of the best head coaches of the generations. But when we look at past guys, the legends of the past, Shula, Noel, Landry, I mean, you look at some of those incredible names that we've thought about in the past. They're at a different level. Paul Brown at a different level. Those type of guys. They're looked at as as looking down upon you because of the way the system was structured. Now, yeah, you got plenty of players to make more than more than a coach. Plenty of players. And you're beholden to your talent. If you don't have a quarterback who you can trust, who's on the same page as you, good luck. I'm about to talk to David Bakhtiari in 10 minutes on a team that lost the page with the head coach and the quarterback. One of the questions about Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns in a city that I'm in, Freddie Kitchens, why did he get the job? He's on the same page as the franchise quarterback, who's a strong leader for that football team. If you're not on the same page, you are not going to have a chance. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, I'm sure they've gone around and around, and I know that for the fact that we all know that they're where you thought about there was going to be a breakup, you thought that they could go in a different direction, and they didn't. But for the greatness of the organization, for everything they do, they're on the same page. It's not a coach above everybody situation anymore. It's a coach plus quarterback, then above everybody situation anymore. If Mike Tomlin can't trust Ben Roethlisberger to be the overall leader that he needs him to be, you're not going to be able to make a lot of hay with that football team that does have a ton of talent. 855-2124-CBS. I talked to, and I only have a little bit of time here, I talked to Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer earlier this week. People are freaking out in Cleveland. Well, fans aren't. There are some media members and some other people who are freaking out in Cleveland with the lack of Odell Beckham Jr. being at voluntary OTAs. Hit it. We stood in front of Todd Duncan, the Browns offensive coordinator, uh, the other day, and he talked about how they are in the midst of their offensive install. What's important about this is they're bringing together a number of different philosophies, blending Todd Haley's offense now with some of, or a lot of, maybe, Todd Munkin's offense. And that installation is happening right now. They've got six of the eight installs in. The other two are happening next week in the final week of OTAs. So they're they're putting the whole offense in, the whole brand-new offense in, the one that Odell doesn't know, without him there. So I would have to think that it would be important for him to be there 
for this very important thing. When you look at other players that haven't, other big-name players that haven't gone to OTAs, there's always an issue. It's always they want to be traded, like in the case of Duke Johnson, or they want a new contract. There's always something up. And I do find it curious. He went to 7 of 10 OTAs in New York last year and the extra minicamp. He was looking for a new contract then. But still, this is a time when they're installing a new offense, and and Munkin also said, yeah, it is a challenge for our quarterbacks uh, with the receivers that are out there. And you look out there, and he's throwing, Baker's throwing to Damian Ratley and guys like that, Derek Willies. Derek was even banged up the other day. So, yeah, it's important for those reasons. This is a brand-new offense being installed. I brought this up earlier in the hour talking about Antonio Brown. We are in a situation now, and you got it from the callers, Daryl in Minneapolis, Diane in Pennsylvania. You're in a situation now. Players are more skeptical of the organizations than I think they've ever been in the past, and that includes strike years. Reuben Foster gets hurt in Washington. Julio Jones is sitting out for a reason to try to make a point. Le'Veon Bell doesn't want to practice, I guess, in New York. And in Cleveland, people are, are getting worried Media members are getting worried about Odell Beckham Jr. Because this is one of the things that, hey, Dave Gettleman tried to warn you about, even though he didn't because he made the trade. People get worked up about it. When you put voluntary and you put a player there and you talk about the type of contracts that are structured, when you put voluntary in front of OTA, voluntary to them means voluntary. And then my question becomes, well, if you're doing this, but your product is supposed to look as good as possible, why do you do this and have this continue just to make your product look bad? A Falcons fan is going to be a Falcons fan. He's not going to just be a Julio Jones fan. And Julio Jones sits out this situation for what? Wouldn't it mean more if he were sitting out during training camp and actual work? If you wanted to prove a point? Duke Johnson, when she brought him up, wouldn't that sit, wouldn't that sit more if you were sitting out actual camp? You bring up voluntary. Why voluntary? I pay you to show up and be ready to work out. Be ready for mandatory workouts. And if you're talking about some of the mistakes that players are making not being there, then I have to question Cleveland and think, if I'm just going by Mary Kay's questioning here, why are you installing, quote-unquote, vital offensive things on guys who may not make the team? Why are you putting in vital offensive plays? Why are you putting in installing vital offensive systems on something that's, quote-unquote, mandatory? If somebody goes on a on a on a employee retreat and they put in a new health plan, you're going to be upset. If you put in a new offense and you all of a sudden have something that was in during voluntary workouts, you're going to be more than upset. If it's voluntary, leave it to voluntary or don't have it at all. David Bakhtiari up next, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.